What's up? It's Tipping the Scales. I'm your girl, Shay LaShayla Dawson. I'm Tania, also known as T. What's up, tippers? Hello again. Hi. Hello again. Uh, here goes. Here she goes. <laughs> <laughs> We're singing. Uh, yeah, you don't know that song? No, no, you know, it's an old, yeah. old song. You yeah. see the blank on my face? I don't, I don't know just, what you're talking about. I'll, I'll send you the lyrics for the next time around. All right. <laughs> well, we got some exciting stuff today, huh? See what we got. We do. We got a special guest tippers, Oz Rashid. Say hi to Oz. What's up, Oz? What's up, Tania? What's up, Shay? How y'all doing? Hey, doing How you great? doing? Oh, you have the perfect voice for this. this is so he cool. does. Well, I have my own podcast. I appreciate that. I didn't love it as, as a kid growing up, but it's... <laughs> Paid off for me now. Paid off now. He, he <laughs> yeah. definitely has a radio voice for sure. Radio face too, I've been told. So yeah. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, you have a good looking face. No, because you know what? I learned this Appreciate the hard that. way from my um I was saying a joke live during our town hall at work. And our um senior vice president, I forgot his title, but he does like comms and I love uh-huh. him. His name is Max. He does, he's great. Uh-huh. And he was saying, Oh, I heard I got the rate, you know, I got the face for radio too. And I didn't realize he was like I didn't realize that's a thing. Saying something like it's not a good thing. No. <laughs> so afterwards I was like, oh, I didn't catch it because I was like a little sometimes I get nervous for like company wide town halls and like repeating in my head the things I need to say. And then afterwards I was like, oh. Max was saying something not so great about himself, and he's freaking amazing. I love him. So I got you now. So thank you, Max, for preparing me for us. So now I know that's right, not a good go. thing. You have a very good-looking face, so thank no, you. no, wow. no. Won't won't get me twice now. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So let me just read to our tippers a little bit about your bio. Um, okay. So tippers, forgive me because I never hardly read anything on here, but... <laughs> He has such a fantastic bio, so I just want to just take a few moments to introduce you to Oz. So Oz is the chief executive officer and founder of MSH, a global talent solutions technology consultancy and SaaS provider empowering people and enterprises to thrive. He is manifesting a hiring revolution by combining leading edge tech and data science to provide organizations with the high quality vetted candidates they need to succeed. And trust me, I know when I'm looking for high quality candidates, they are hard to find, and most organizations are looking for A players. So all that means is that Oz and his company can find you A players, right, Oz? Yeah. I mean, what does that, what does that bio even mean? Let me, let me put it in a different way, right? Okay. My, thank you. Break it mission, down. Break it down. Break it down. My mission, why, why I'm here, why I've been put on this earth is that I want to disrupt and transform all things hiring. Oh, I love that. What is, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll expound. So, I mean, I yes. think, you know, I look at it and I think that hiring is something that's really complex and very nuanced and very difficult. And when I talk to most hiring managers or leaders, everybody I talk to thinks they're really great at it. The data does not always bear that out. Wow. Um, and listen, when we when we make decisions as individuals and as companies, right, I find that we're below average when it comes to picking great long-term fits. Um, And I understand why, because there's not a lot of guidance or a lot of tools out there. So really what our company is trying to do, we have MSH, which has been around for about 12, 13 years in the services space, like you brought up, kind of being consultative around all things hiring. We've worked with some of the biggest companies in the world and high growth startups. So when we work with our clients, it's not just about helping them get great people, but also advising them on what we've seen on the optimal way to hire is. And we're also building software called Aon that we think is going to really revolutionize all things hiring. And and, and really what we want to do is we want to create more certainty 
Um, and we want to create a better experience. And I think the certainty aspect is really important because if you look at it from an individual perspective, we've all gone through interview processes and taken a job and it seemed all great. And then we got there and two weeks in, we're like, oh shit, what did we Hate sign it. up for? Right? Yep. Hate it. And <laughs> yep. you got tricked, you got duped, whatever it may be, right? Um, and then you always hear them say, well, I can't leave for a year because I, I don't want it to look bad on my resume. So that's that's no way to be. And then on the other side, as a hiring yes. manager, a lot of your your ability to get promoted and your quality of life is tied to the people that you bring into your team. And we've all Absolutely. had bad team members on our team. So we're really trying to help with that. And we think that that's something that's really important. And that's kind of what our company's mission is and what all the people we work here uh, work here do and what they think about. Man, not yes. all heroes wear capes. <laughs> I love no, it. Most heroes don't wear capes. Most really. don't. <laughs> right? That's so dope. And so how do you guys know each other? I know you guys communicate fairly often as someone T is in the people talent space and you're also a curator of that space. Like, how do you guys know each other? Yeah, I mean, listen, I think there's a lot of commonalities in terms of people, culture, the NBA, things like that. I think we got yeah. introduced through um, the podcast. And yeah. I got to tell, I tell everybody when I ask for a podcast, like there's like, give me one podcast that's going to kind of exemplify what you're all about. I say the Tania Rippers one, because not <gasps> only did she have so many amazing stories about kind of her come up and what's important to her. Obviously, right. she's got great energy, great personality that always comes through in the podcast. But literally, like the, the, the most mind blowing moment I've had on any of these podcasts is when I found out that obviously Mikhail um, is her son. And I'm like a humongous Suns fan. Suns and so when she told me yeah. that. I was just it ready was to fanboy for the rest of the podcast. Like, I wasn't even ready to go with the rest of the podcast. So. It was so funny. So I was on his podcast. You can tell yeah. me a little bit about your podcast in a moment. But I had a good time on his podcast. And literally, as soon as I was, as soon as I started talking about Mikhail, he was like, wait, you're Mikhail's mom? I was like, yeah. He's like, forget all about who T is. Like, no. Killing like, me. Oh, I mean, it was a mind-blowing moment, though. You, you can see my face. And the, my Don't worry. Eyes they're the saucy. same person. They're the same person, so it's okay. <laughs> I Doesn't really it. matter. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's so how we dope. connected and just kind of so from cool, there. It's kind of yeah. grown from there. So, so yeah. it's kind of organic. It's kind of full circle. That's dope. Full yeah. circle, yeah. Shay. You're 100% right. But what made you get into this work that you do? Like, why yeah. focus on hiring? Why help people companies yeah. find jobs like what made you do this like yeah listen I wasn't eight or nine years old and asked me what I wanted to be when I got older and I was like I want to be in <laughs> talent acquisition like honestly I wanted to be a sports agent and then I think around 18 19 when I saw how many people were raising their hands to be in that space I was like I might want to go a different route here maybe I should just make sports kind of a passion and a hobby really yeah. what it started was I got I was in technology I was working at one of these big fortune 500 companies um I was 24 at the time I remember thinking gosh, what, what am I going to be able to do to make an impact at a company of this size, a brand of this size? And I realized pretty quickly that um, there's just because you're a big company doesn't mean you do everything well. So I started getting my hands in a lot of different places. Um, mm -hmm. And I ultimately ended up getting promoted into a role where I was hiring. And so I had never, like, I wasn't recruited. I didn't know anything about recruiting agencies or internal talent acquisition. And so um, when I got the opportunity to hire, I went and asked some people, like, what do I do? Like, I have no clue. And they're like, well, you got to reach out to some of these agencies. These are the preferred vendors we work with. Um, you know, here's what happens. You end up getting a fee if they end up placing somebody. But Oz, you're going to be pretty underwhelmed. And I remember mm. thinking at the time, like, well, you know what? I'll keep an open mind. Let's see. And so I'm like this, like at the time, 25, 26-year-old. I'm really ready. I'm trying to zoom up in my career. I know the people I hire are going to play a really big part on my ability to kind of continue to ascend. And so I sure. meet with some of these firms. And they come in. And I spend a lot of time kind of talking about what I need, what's going to fit for our team, all these different things, right? And so they go off and then they come back. And ultimately, 
I start working with them and it's like, they didn't even hear me. They didn't even listen to me. Mm -hmm. And I think the worst part about it was it was super commoditized and super transactional. And, and ultimately at the end of the day, like hiring, like, you know, we know this, right? When you take on a new job, like Tinia at, at Curalee for Shea at Overtime, right? It changes every aspect of your life, right? Commute, Everything. compensation, relationships, development, right? Um, and, and I just want your feeling, time, you know, like, time. I mean, don't I mean, forget, so, we so, spend so more part, time. So much part of our identity yeah. too, right? So I just remember thinking at the time, these people are treating it like used car sales at the end of the day or selling a Rolex in Times Square. And it just seemed wrong to me. And so like I was looking at it from my perspective, hey, this is really important to get the right people if I want to get promoted. I looked at it from the company perspective and it's like the difference between number one and number 10 in your industry is the type of people that you bring into your org and how you develop and retain them. And then again, I thought about it from the individual perspective, right? When you think about people who have like been laid off or in a job that they hate, like that interview process, that getting a new dream job, that's a big deal. And so like, yeah, I just felt it like is. it should be more intuitive, that there should be better help there. And honestly, I look at it as an expertise, right? Um, I don't look mm -hmm. at it. I, I look at it as like, when you look at people who are hiring, there are people who are really good at it. There are people who are really bad at it. And there's a lot of people in between. And I think it's something that you can get better at, especially if the right tools are there. So I didn't immediately jump into the space right after that. That's kind of what kind of got me percolating and thinking about the space. And then I met somebody that we started sharing ideas of where the industry was going. Um, mm -hmm. We wanted to be uh, Netflix to the opposition's blockbuster, so to speak. And that's really how things got kicked off. And then we opened the company back in 2011, really to be disruptive in this space, because we felt like um, it should be better for both candidates and for hiring leaders. And so that's really kind of been our mission over the last decade plus. Very nice. Wait a minute. So when you said blockbuster, remember blockbuster? Oh, I do. You used to go into the store and get your little DVDs and all. Yeah, but here's what happened: the new release would no, come out, and you'd well, be no, so it wasn't excited. Even DVDs. They were like most. Uh, well, I remember Blockbuster when it was like VCR. Like, did you VHS? You v yeah, yeah. Was it? Yeah. VHS, but then a new VCR? movie would come out, and you'd go there the day of, be so excited, and they'd all be gone, and you wouldn't be able to see the new tapes. release for like months. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, you got four tapes? Like, what the heck? That's it? Like for exactly. a whole area? Like, stop. Yep. Yeah, uh -huh. be kind, be kind, rewind. So that's yeah. right. And plus they plus you have to take out a small loan to pay all the late fees too. So yeah, it was a bad model. Right. Yes. But that just goes to show how companies have to be always thinking about being innovative because before you know it, you're kind of like it will pass you by and the next thing will be bigger than you, will swallow you up, and the next thing you know, you're out of business. So I think that's a good reminder. Blockbuster has taught us all lessons about so, innovation. So many. So hundred percent. Right? So yeah. is that why you have the technology component of your business? Because a lot of people have the people business, but they don't have the technology to, you know, apply the data to do a really like thorough search or a thorough yeah. like um, just report of what's going on and why things are happening. And how much does it cost a company, you know, when they have a bad hire or how much does, how much does it help when you have a really so great hire? Much. So yeah. like, is that why you have the technology part of your company? Just wondering yeah. how they go together. Yeah, so a couple of things. I think we have to start talking about it in financial terms so we get the attention of the CEO and the CFO because when you make a bad hire, if somebody leaves your organization, all the money you invest, all the opportunity cost, if, if CEOs and CFOs knew those true numbers, right, they would be making this one of the biggest priorities and dumping a lot of resources. Give us the numbers. Space. People need to know. Like, what's the cost of a bad yeah. hire? Yeah, I think that I've seen 30% of a annual hire salary. So if somebody makes $100,000 a year, 30000 in cost, if that person doesn't work out after the first Crazy. year, right, can be yeah. there. Obviously, like having a, a role open um, for more than for 30 days time. can be really costly. And listen, we've all been hiring managers. Super frustrating to spend so much time getting pulled away <laughs> from kind of your day-to-day to be yeah. focused on like hiring. And then you have bad candidates, candidates who don't show up, candidates who turn down offers. It can be a super frustrating experience. So I know 
why why a lot of people look at it and they're like, let me get the heck out of here. I don't want anything <laughs> to do with this. The technology <laughs> aspect, Shay, that you brought up. Listen, mm -hmm. one of the reasons I got into the industry is because I felt like there was a lot of opportunity for change. Like this was back in like 2010. And uh -huh. so a lot of industries had already been disrupted by technology and kind of like mm -hmm. what they were doing for customers. I felt like this was an industry that really had not had that moment, especially from a technology perspective. So the technology was always something that we were thinking about. And ultimately what we wanted to do was, I feel like most of the technology that exists in the HR world is, no offense, is built for HR at the end of the day. And those are the buyers. But ultimately there's no tools for hiring managers to be better at hiring, right? And listen, they're the ones on the line when they make a bad or good hire. So providing more structure, more collaboration. And here's kind of the exciting part. We're building it in a time right now where AI is like democratized and so prevalent. And so what if we can reveal, and yeah. Tania, I know you're going to really appreciate this. What if we can reveal your conscious and unconscious biases to you as a hiring manager, right? What if we can look at confirmation Mind bias blown. or recency bias, right? Yes. They're not ready for that. <laughs> Well, no, because it happens all the time. And not only are they not ready for it, Shay, it's hard to hear because sometimes they don't believe that it's happening. And once you really can show them that, sure, it exists in your organization, it's helping, it's it's hurting you even bringing more diverse candidates, like it becomes a real problem, especially as organizations are trying to focus on DEIB, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. It is so hard because- they don't, they can't see past their own ways and they get so caught up in doing what they've been doing for years that they don't even realize that it's a problem until someone like Oz and his company introduces you to the data. It's hard for you to see it. Yeah. I okay. think it's unintentional. Go ahead, Shay. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I go ahead. I really just was diving into like, since we're a show that helps people, like how can you kind of give kind of context on what people are looking for? And is there a, like a, a blueprint or like a formula to kind of make yourself appealing. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't want to give away all the secret sauce, but I'll, I'll tell you some things that we're doing, right? I <laughs> okay. think it's I think it's about, I, I think most of the time this is unintentional. I don't think most people go into it trying to be biased, right? For those that do, I can't help those people, right? But for the people that they can see what they're doing and, and be better informed, I'll give you an example. Let's say that you keep using our tool to make hires, right? And you've had three hires and the system comes back to you and it's like, hey, Bob, you've hired three middle-aged Caucasian men. Maybe mm -hmm. we should add a diverse funnel for your next position so we can put more diversity in your team, right? Um, I really am passionate about equality of opportunity so that the right person gets the job that they deserve. So there's different things that you can do around resume blindness, taking away some of these confirmation biases that happen when we see a resume. Like, for, for, for example, like if somebody took a two-year sabbatical or maybe they took time off to raise kids, right? A lot of people who are looking at that are going to make prejudgments in that situation and may or may not interview, right? I find, I think the resume can be one of the biggest blockers for meritocratic hiring Huge. that exists. Is that yeah. important to your ability to do that job? Maybe, but probably not. And so how can we give that information in a way that's just relevant to your ability to do that job, fit in with the team, fit in with the manager, fit in with the culture, and then make a hire that way? I think if we can do that, Hiring will be more meritocratic, more fair, more equal. And that's such a that's such an important thing that, you know, I think that would be just worth its weight in gold if we were able to kind of really build something that could help influence that in a positive way. Yeah, I love that. And I guess my question to you, especially because you've seen so much and your role is to help the employers bring in the right talent, right? But on a flip side of that, because our tippers, you know, we always try to give them some good nuggets for them to get jobs, you know, you got the secret sauce too for some people actually looking for jobs. So 
what can candidates do to make themselves more attractive to kind of land their dream job? Like, because yeah, you're on the opposite end of it, but how can you help people find jobs and not only find them, but land them? Because we put so much work into some, like those of us who really know to get jobs, you got to do their background. You got to actually take your time to research the company and do a, a plethora of things that Shay and I had talked about before. So you guys better make sure that you're checking out that content library, wherever you get tipping your scales, wherever you get your podcast, because we talked about finding jobs before and gave some good nuggets. But since we have an expert today on our pod, we want to ask you, what can people do? Yeah. And listen, we said we want to be Netflix and we want to be this company that really changes the face of things. So you better believe that from a services and technology perspective, we are going to hopefully address for candidates who are, you know, with that third party that can look out for them professionally, right? Some Love tips it. that come to mind off the top of my head that I think can really matter is um, your profiles on social and LinkedIn Ooh. in particular, right? They're out there. You need to make sure that those are marketed and, and built in a way that is exemplifies- them. Yep. Who you are and your personal brand. Okay. Yes. Like, can we yes. just take two seconds together collectively, all three of us, to talk about that? Because it's okay to do you on your social pages and all of that. But don't forget when people, when you're looking for jobs, sometimes they check out who you are at social. They want to know, especially for those high paying positions, they want to know who you are because they get all of you when you come to work. And they will check out your social pages and is it truly representing representing your personal brand? You guys need to ask yourself that. I think yeah. that's a really important thing. And, and I think mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we can talk about how it's unfair, but it's a reality. And so what I think people need to do is we need to adjust and understand that people are going to do that and make those judgments fair or not. My take is like for the Instagrams of the world and the Facebooks of the world, like you can lock your account so that your friends can see it and you can add people in. And then on LinkedIn, like I think it's a great tool to be able to personally brand who you see yourself as, as a professional mm -hmm. outside of even your company, right? What are you passionate about in the space that you're in? Is it supply chain? Is it technology? Is it human resources? Whatever it may be, you should be talking about that and building it. So I think it's really important that you curate your profile in a way, right? That is one that you want knowing people are going to look at that. And quite frankly, people look at a LinkedIn more often than they look at a resume right now. So I think that's really important. I think doing your research mm -hmm. is really important, right? Mm. Looking at quarterly financials, looking at who works at the company, mm. looking about that company being in the news. At the very least, you're going to be informed when you come and they ask you that very important thing at the end. What kind of questions do you have for us? I mean, if, if, you, if you're just like, ah, actually, I got it all answered. That's not a great, not that's an opportunity for you. And you have to take that opportunity. And if you show that you're like, you know what? I read about X happened in quarter one. I'm really interested. How do you see that fulfilling the objectives for the rest of the year for the company? Like you're going to stand out in that moment. So I think that research is really, really important. And I think the last thing is you've got to find a way to stand out and peacock in a good way, right? So if you think that you're going to apply for a role and uh, it's going to go and you're going to get like called on that, I mean, you're going up against thousands of other people and people are using quick heuristics to make decisions. I think it's really important that you are, if you find a role that you like or a company that you like, reach out to somebody directly there and say, listen, I got to tell you what, this role's there, and this is my dream company for X reason. I would love the opportunity to talk about why I think I'm a great fit for your company. So those are some tips, I think, that could potentially help anybody seeking for work. Great. Thank you for that. And tippers, make sure you are listening and writing those down or listening again and again and going back and <laughs> hit and repeat because those are some good nuggets and we got an expert on. So LinkedIn, research, standout. Boom. Got you. Covered. Love it. Personal brand. Be, be always cognizant of how you're representing yourselves on your social pages. 100%. Check, check. Um, so listen, it's springtime. 
first of all, I don't know about you, spring is one of my favorite times of the year because I get to do some new things and I am now taking on a new project of redoing my bedroom colors because I think they're just dull. I want to brighten it up. Nothing crazy, but just makes me think like I want to put something new in my life because it's spring and I love the colors of spring. And now it's the time for you too with pear that you could switch up your style with an affordable base frame and magnetic frames starting just at $25. How crazy is that, Shay? 25 for the frames, 60, sorry, 25 for the toppers, 60 for the frames, including the prescription, which I love. Crazy. All in 60 bucks. I mean, you yep. can't beat that. And I also think too that you could just get one base frame and then you can get as many toppers as you want. But every time you get a new topper, it's like you have a new pair of glasses, which is crazy. So we need I mean, to send Oz. We need to send Oz a pair with the Suns frames. So I think that would be dope. Yes, there are Suns <laughs> frames out there, even though like no shade. He can have it's mine. Okay, you can totally. Oh, actually, he can have mine. Because <laughs> I have the Sun Topper, so all you have to do is Oz get your base frames from Pear. All you have to do is go to PearIwear.com. That's P-A-I-R-Iwear.com. And if you do slash tipping, you can get fifteen percent off your first purchase. Easy is one, two, three. Boom! We just made a sale. <laughs> <laughs> Lifetime and customer. I, <laughs> Very nice. I need some. Ne- I need. I need to represent now. Of course, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I saw you on TV the other day. You're wearing the Nets gear. I mean, it hurt my soul a little bit. Oh, you know, you, uh, I know. us Suns fans love Mikhail so much. We we love to see him thriving. He's doing amazing. But yeah, it hurts seeing him do it in another jersey. I'm not going to lie to you. It hurt oh. us too <laughs> at <Yes>. first. <laughs> we we actually Oz were recording with him the day before it had or the like I want to say the day before the night of the night of the, the day night of. of the day yeah. of the night yeah. yeah it was really really crazy so yes. honestly I, the way he handled it he even said like he made the comment like yeah, it's Kevin Durant I might have done that too like I mean the most likable player in the NBA there's no question mm-hmm. about that he nope. he came into our community and like. I'll tell you what, that wasn't easy. As, as much as we got one of the 10, 15 best players in the NBA history, um, Mikhail and losing Cam, that was tough. That was real tough. Yeah. I want to I want to ask yeah. you guys something, though. I, I heard on one of your previous podcasts, top five NBA players of all time. <laughs> I heard some controversial picks in there. I'm not going to lie to you. Wait, we were just, Shay and I were just talking about that. And um, I I tried to, like, so what's, what's today is Monday. I can't believe today is Monday. And we released an episode today with another top Which I got five. text about, okay? Oh, boy. Yeah. This time, uh, so if you thought that was controversial, like you need to listen to today's episode about the top five movies of all time. Tania, okay, I already well, did. Because oh, I know you like Godfather. Me. And oh, she likes The you. Wiz. Go, My name is Oz. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> It's the whiz and he lives in us. Love it. Way more singing on this podcast than I would have expected, but I love it. Yeah, we actually, even though we Shay legit can sing. Like, let me just because I play around and I can't sing at all. Can't even hold a note. It's fine. Like, I have other talents. Okay, I can't hold a note, but Shay legit can sing for real and and hold a note. But since we have you on. But my talents are something else. Yeah, your talents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't stand you. I know your brain goes. I know. You are very... We're going to be on our best okay, hand because we have pause, company. Okay? Pause. Pause. <laughs> Since Oz is calling us out, and I know he used to be a point guard, What? who's your top five? Point guard? 
Okay. All time? Oh, top five well, point guards? Point, point guard in the people and talent tech industry, but also five top five all time. Go. Ooh, top five point guards of all time. Wow, you're killing I like me. That. Okay. Because I that's, that, that's okay. So I'm gonna like go that, magic Shay. number one. Question. Okay. Magic Johnson, okay. right? I think he changed the game. Like obviously the NBA was in a different place when he came in. NBA is what it is now because of him and Larry and Michael and the things they did in the 80s. Played for okay. the Showtime Lakers. So I'm gonna give him number one. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go two. Wow, this is such a homer pick. I'm going CP3. I'm Ooh, going the point guard. Oh, of course you <laughs> will, you Suns fan, you. He's going to have that <laughs> ring soon, I hope. But like, if you look at steals, assists, the way he runs the game, I think he's one of those players that if he's not on your team, you hate him. But if he's on your team, you love him because he makes all those little winning plays. So I'm going to give CP3 number two. I'm going to go Jason Kidd number three. Mm, okay, Jason because I like Kidd. his size. I, that was who my game was modeled after. I couldn't shoot, but I was a little bit bigger. I like to get in the paint. So that was my, <laughs> and I love the pass. That's who my game was modeled after. And then I'll go. I can, I can appreciate point guards passing more. I'm good yeah. with that. I love, listen, my whole life is about setting other people up. Right? I, I, I was never one that wanted to do the scoring. I was somebody that wanted to to set the assist. Get your so assist. I'll go Stockton four, and I'll go. I got to go again. Stockton. Homer pick. I got to go. Steve Nash number five. Ooh, okay. Wow. No Jordan. No Mike. And no. You said Cole. point guard. No, you no, said point, point guard. Oh, did I say point guard? All right. All right. I said all right, point guards right. of all time. No, but it. Okay. okay. You okay, did say that. I did hear that. No, but how much does it change? Though I mean. Shay asked the question too. So how much has yet that top five change if you forget about the actual position on the court? So forget about the number one. You want to just go to top five of all time. Does that this one I, this one I got ready to go? Because I've, oh, I've been go, this, go, is, go. this is like the biggest debate between okay. all me and my friends for like 30 years. And now okay. that I have I work, so we have so many early in career people here at my company. They are all LeBron stands or Kobe stands. And so as a 41-year-old, I, I got to stand up for, for what I know about basketball. So I'm starting number one. And listen, here's the key about the GOAT conversation that gets so controversial, right? Uh-oh. If you want to talk about best career ever, if you want to talk about best all-around player, I'll give that to LeBron. There's no question about that. He's been playing longer. He invests a million dollars in his body a year. He's got the statistics, the points. He's the, his career is incredible. But if you put a gun to my head and mm-hmm. say you got to win one game, one series, or what? one season, who you taking? Okay. Mike. That's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Mike. There ain't no question about <laughs> oh, that. Oh, look at that. Opinion. He put the Jeffrey in there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Not only that, I got to give him credit for, for, for changing the game about athletes, right? There was a time where Michael Jordan was the most famous person on the planet. That doesn't happen. You don't transcend sports like that unless you're really doing something unique. Obviously, the movie Air came out telling that story. So MJ's number one. I'm going to uh-huh. go LeBron number two out of respect. Okay. 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 I'm going to okay. go Kareem Abdul-Jabbar number three. Okay. Okay. And then I'm going to put in Magic and Larry as four and five. And it's only because Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain, I didn't get to see them play. I don't know what the competition was. That's how Shea was. felt. Shea so felt the same out. way. Yeah. Okay. Love All right. It. Since we're on this, I, I love this. I, I love asking our guests like their top five. And since you're here, we need to, um, I do want to save a few minutes. I want you to talk about your podcast, um, plug your podcast before you go. But before we do that, top five movies of all time. I'm sure you have that in your head too. Go. I'm not going to lie. I thought about it as I listened. And because I, I, I was like, did. Well, I know you guys are making me think. So I'm going <laughs> to okay. name five in no particular order of movies that I really like that really changed the way I thought. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to say Fight Club was a movie that when I saw it, it kind of blew oh, my mind just because you know, I, I hadn't good. read the book and I didn't know what was coming. So I really enjoyed that. Shawshank okay. Redemption. Oh, Shawshank. Good so one. Deep. I forgot so all about Shawshank Redemption. So you said Godfather. I'm a bigger Goodfellas guy, just because I think wow. that movie was good too. Yeah, incredible. Yes. It's got a lot of the same. It's got a lot of great actors, great story. 
Love so that. good with Goodfellas. Yeah? I'm, I'm out on Godfather and Goodfellas, but I hear you guys. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> I, I, mafia movies are very, very popular, but they're not for everybody. So I totally get that. They're not for out, me. Yeah. I'll round out the top five. I'm going to go another Mafia movie. I really love the movie Casino. I think that's one of the most Ooh, underrated Casino was good too. mob movies. Yep. Yes. Uh, Sharon Stone in that. Amazing. So really good movie. Oh. And then the last one I'm going to say, this is a little bit of a shocker, and I haven't really thought it all the way through, but Inception. I really love the movie Inse- okay. Inception with Leo. Good. I like yeah. movies that change the way I think. And so after I watched that, I remember walking out of the movie theater being like, damn, that was, that hit me in the, that punched me in the mouth. So yeah. I think that's my top five. All right. I, I miss Sharon that. Stone. What was that nice, seductive movie that she was in when she did the basic little cross instinct. her legs things? Wow. Basic Remember Basic Instinct? Who is instinct? Oz? Literally, he just literally didn't have to think. He just said Basic <laughs> oh, 12-year-old Oz. That's in bra- in, emblazoned in his brain when that well, came out, man. I was like, I oh, mean, man. come on. I think every guy liked that movie. I loved it. <laughs> my mom's not listening to this podcast, is she? Oh, man. Yeah, you got to be careful when you listen to us. Shout so. out to Oz's mama. <laughs> Forgive him, mommy. We all have our little dirty secrets. <laughs> <laughs> but I yes, love it because is. that's why I love this podcast, too, because although we help people, we make them laugh, make them think, cry, them feel good, cry, whatever. Yeah. But I think like even when you have guests on here, like, People want to listen to you. People want to follow you because not what you do, even though that's a little bit. But it's like, I want to know that person more intimately. I want to get to know like, damn, Oz is a point guard. That's his top five. That's my top five. Like yeah. they kind of can connect with you in that way versus like yes. what you actually do. And so, yeah, I think that's I'll, I'll, I'll add one thing to that. When we hire people here, one of the things we ask is like the, the car trip test. So it's like, OK, they've got all the skills. They got the right behavioral fit. Just somebody I want to sit in the car with for three or four hours. And and as we drive to, who knows, Tampa or where I'm in South Florida. So, you know, Atlanta, whatever it may be. Yep. And so, like, I hope that's what people take away. I was like, you know what? I'd like to get a beer with that guy or I'd like to sit shotgun and I'll give him the ox cord and we'll see what happens. Yes. Yeah. So you could I'm totally ride with Shay and I and our um, so in. Winnebago. <laughs> I, you know, that's my little thing that I want to do. I keep saying it. I want to get a Winnebago. Who wants to come? Raise your hand. Um, I'm going to get a Winnebago and we'll go somewhere. Like, you know what? Maybe I'll go check out Title League. We could t- get a Winnebago, go from like Philly to Canada. That's a cute little Winnebago, tri- Winnebago trip, right? Wow. So cool. We could play cards. You know how to play spades? I know how to play spades. Hell oh yeah, my gosh, Shay. Yeah, of course. Oh, yes. You need to bring <laughs> another partner for you to play spades. And then we'll we'll have some fun. We have some drinks. We'll have some cannabis. So we're going we're gonna to start in we're Philly. Have I have some favorite spots <laughs> up in Philly. I got to get a cheesesteak, especially if the cannabis is flowing. And then we're going to head up to Canada. What are we doing in Canada? We're going to see Title League. That's our podcast company who we love dearly. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Well, we, could do, we could see the Niagara Falls. I've, I've never seen the Niagara Falls. Have well, we can, meet, we can meet Hung in the Six because, you know, that's his home. So even though yeah. his house is in Nova Scotia. So. Oh, yeah. I got some beef with Hung. I'll tell you about that later. Yeah, Hung. I got, I'll see you face to face. You and I got some talking to do, buddy. Anywho, before we go, I know we're up time, but tell us a little bit about your podcast. I enjoyed myself when I was on there. Thank you for having me. But tell tell our tippers a little bit about your podcast. We like yeah. to share. Yeah. I mean, listen, you can follow me on LinkedIn, Oz Rashid, O-Z-R-A-S-H-I-D. We have a podcast that we started about a year ago. I think we're about 50 episodes in, um, which by the way, Tania, I don't know if you know this, that puts you in the top 10% of podcasts. If you get past seven, that puts you in the top 10% of podcasts. Oh, wow. So we got like, what, 130 now? Show yeah, y'all, you are, y'all are top 1% for sure. So <laughs> I'm working go, my way go, up. Go, Shay. It's our birthday. It's, it's called A-A. Higher Learning, A-A. H-I-R-E, right? And so what we're talking about there is um, Tim Ferriss does a podcast where he interviews people who are like top 1% of what they do, like entrepreneurs, musicians, 
um, athletes, whatever it may be. And he's trying to drive a thread of like, mm. what do geniuses all do that like makes them Common. special, right? Across mm -hmm. all these different spectrums. And so we're taking kind of a page out of that. And we're asking people who do a lot of hiring, what makes you great at hiring, right? What's your philosophy? What's your favorite question? What's a memorable experience you had? So we talked to C-level, VP-level, founders, entrepreneurs, people who are really doing stuff from a professional perspective and yeah. kind of get their concepts on people and hiring people. And then the other side of it is, we want to really exemplify our guests. So part of it is like, Tania's got an amazing story that should be on tons of platforms. Everybody should be hearing it. And so we want to give the opportunity to learn about her, what yeah. matters. That's how we found out about whole NBA connection, everything. Because we just started talking about, I said, what's your favorite teams? You're from Philly. And we started talking about the Eagles and then the Sixers. And that's how we got into things. So I think a lot of times when you have corporate America executives, we don't always get a ton of insight into them unless they're like mm -hmm. Google, Facebook, like these, you know, the ones that Tell we hear about, about all the time. So I want right. to tell those stories. And so that's a big part of the podcast too. Great. Well, uh, listen, you have been a pleasure. Uh, we appreciate you. You have to come back. I feel like we there's more that we need to I chat about. I felt like about. that too. <laughs> there's so much more packed in there that I think the Shay and I didn't even get to really tap into. So thank you so much, Oz Rashid, for coming on our pod. Check out his pod, Higher Learning. Check out Oz Rashid. He's on LinkedIn. He's everywhere. And don't forget to continue to follow Tip in the Scales wherever you get your podcast. Deal? All right. Well, thanks, Tippers. We appreciate you and continue to just be a part of this amazing journey with Shay and us. We love it. Right, Shay? Love it to death. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.